this is great to have you and to have some time to be able to talk to you tonight. And, uh, you know, a while back on our hike, you started to share with me a little bit about your background. I was like, man, it's fascinating. I'd love to hear more. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, first question I'll start with is probably the most common question that people ask me. And it often takes me sure. time to unpack, you know, um, because our, our, our background is a little diverse nowadays. So, so where are you from? So I am originally from Trinidad and Tobago, which is, you know, there's a, there's a, a small island about 33,000 kilometers square, square kilometers, population about 1.4, 1.5 million people just north of Venezuela, South America. Um, yeah, born, I was, yeah, yeah tropical. tropical, you know, just north of the equator. Um, yeah, in that region, you know, typical Caribbean style, um, original, original vibe type of thing. Um, yeah, I've been born there. Uh, born in, in, 19, in 1980. And um, I've lived in North America um, in my childhood as well, which is two places really, mainly Dallas, Texas, and also in, in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. But um, coming back to, the, to, to Trinidad and Tobago, from after I was born, maybe two years that's when we moved to the United States. My dad was a petroleum engineer um, in, in oil and gas, and we moved to, to Dallas, Texas, and yeah, we were there for uh, quite a while. Oh, so so you, you moved to the U.S. when you were only two years about old? About two. If I, if, I could, if I could remember clearly, I know the timeline. Yeah, about two. So about yeah. two to five, yeah. I was, I was down, two to seven or saying about five years we spent, I spent time, we, we spent there. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and then you went back to Trinidad, and then, did you... and then we moved back to Trinidad, and then shortly after we moved to Canada. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, how many years did you actually spend in Trinidad? Um. Well, when we I came back to Trinidad when I was about eleven or twelve years old. From after, okay. from after in Canada, so from so from, yeah. I'll say twelve, thirteen, going up. Up until the age of twenty-two, um, until twenty-nine, twenty-eight. Yeah. So yeah. So the majority yeah. of my life is based in Trinidad. That's my early childhood. Say those nine years, nine, ten years. You know, was in 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 North America. Okay. But um, yeah, really know. So Trinidad is is my is my is my home. That that that's where I can find with as as my country and where I'm from, concerning culture and yeah, you know, education and, and such. It, it, yeah, and when I when I talk to you and I hear your accent, I'm like, yeah, that sounds familiar. It sounds like something Trinidad, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or from the Caribbean, right? Indeed, no doubt, no doubt. No but doubt. like when you moved back, you know, at the age of eleven, you must have had like maybe a North American accent. Yeah, I had a twang. I had a North American twang in a way, and it was, <laughs> I had a, it was all it was all mixed. It was all mixed Canadian sounding. So when I went to to school in Trinidad, you know, the guys or the People in school just call me, yeah, he's the Canadian or the Yankee. It's just so strange. <laughs> yeah, Yankee. but um, it's uh, it's it soon it soon came, came out of me, you know. They they they, they I spoke because you know it's just you're heavily influenced with everyone around you, um, in school and everything. So yeah, yeah I'd say I took I think perhaps it was about a year and a half until I I started speaking, you know, just all local lingo sure. and. 
and that kind of style. It, it was difficult <laughs> to understand the music at first, especially like the a music, a type of music called dub in Jamaica that was very popular in Trinidad. I couldn't understand anything. <laughs> yeah, oh, but okay. um, after a while, you know, you just you just you just get accustomed to it. Yeah, yeah. Because it seems like you're very authentic now. I would not be able to tell that for the first 11 years of your life, you know, you were kind of like, overseas. Yeah, it's true. It's it's true. It's 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 it's, it's not it's not part of me. I like to say like, you know, really original, authentic. And you know, living in the UK for the last eight years since 2012. So I've been living in the UK since 2012 until 2020, 2021. Yeah. Um yeah, still, still old Trini, Trini accent, and yeah, that's yeah, is what I identify with. But could you switch? Could you switch to a British no, accent? Can't. Or American accent? I, no, I, yeah. I, I just can't. It's just, it's just song weird. This song awkward. I mean, there are certain things, there are certain English phrases I'll say, like this, that is just natural. That's part of me. But the way I say this is um, is Trinidad, is Trinidadian, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Indeed. So. So growing up in Trinidad in the uh, yeah the nineties when you came back you know the, yeah you moved there in ninety one I moved to the U S from China in eighty nine eighty nine okay uh, yeah okay. So kind of growing up in nineties what, what's what's one of your fondest memories growing up on a Caribbean island and rediscovering the culture well I have to say that the street that I lived in from after we we migrated from from Canada. Back into Trinidad, that is really where you really know yourself because you really, um, you know, early teens, growing up. So without, um, um, I really had some really nice neighbors, um, all guys. So you play like cricket in the, in the road, football. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not a big fan of cricket, but these, yeah, because it played because, you know, it's also activity. Isn't that a colonial sport? It is. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of colonial countries that play guys like Sri Lanka, India, yeah. Australia, India. you know, South the West Indies as, as a whole. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. So, so growing up in the street is where I really form my identity because all of us guys are the same, around the same age, plus or minus two, three, two, three years, um, going to the same schools, primary schools and secondary schools. So, yeah, you hang out with these guys at home and at school. And then also in um, in cadets, I was also in cadets, which is like um, like military cadets. for secondary school. Okay, is is that mandatory? It's Canada? not mandatory, no, no, not not at all. But it's uh, it's very popular. It's, 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 it's very popular. So I got up to the rank of sergeant because I really, really, really liked it. Yeah, military was it was that that was my that was my call. And if I wasn't in my profession today, definitely I would have been in the military. Wow, that's awesome. I, I really don't know much about the military, but sergeant sounds uh sounds pretty high achievement. <laughs> yeah, um, the highest rank, you know, is it's like the second to last highest rank when 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 you when you're at school, actually. So when when you finish A levels, I'm not sure if you're familiar with what A levels and like secondary school before you go to university. Yeah, it's like high yeah, school. You will yeah. you could either um come out of cadets and then join as an adult. This is after the age of like 18 or 20. And then you could have a career in cadets itself or in the real or military. Um, so yeah, so there were options that there was just like in, in the back of my mind, but it wasn't really like, uh, I'm serious. I just, I just like, like getting out in the forest and 
which are mapping the compass with the rifles and going on the range and, you know, doing all that kind of boy yeah, stuff yeah. and, you know, you're out in the forest in the time. You Looks mentioned so- cadets were very popular. Did people, do you and your friends kind of see it as a, you know, a rite of passage of this is like becoming a man and, and therefore all the boys really got interested in that? Yeah, it was, it was just like, you know, you know, guys always interested in, in weaponry and and I can know at least for me, you know, I could say like, you know, weaponry, how how they stripped down the rifles, what they made out of the components, the engineering behind it. And of course, you know, field craft, um, going out in the forest, learning mapping compass and you know, navigation and sea and also like naval cadet parts as well. So it was just activities just to, you know, just to be out out of the house with your with your, with your mates, with your friends and yeah, it was, it was cool. And it's part of the school. It's part of the school curriculum, you know. So, you yeah. know, you get credits that you get um something called like like president's award when we went to president's house, we got awarded with medals because you know we stayed a distance and accomplished certain things and you get certain recognition. I remember I remember when I was like leaving elements to go into university. The the military, the real military in Trinidad, they, they recognized my talents and they wanted me to to be an officer, you know, straight out of straight out of school, to have a career in that, you know. So it it, it was it was um all around pretty pretty decent opportunity just to just be a part of cadets and and seeing they could open other doors and other opportunities if you if you, know, you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, well, it sounds like that had a big influence, a big part of your life. It is, it is actually, yeah, because I, I, because I was always in cadets throughout my secondary school life, so it is a, is a big part of, of of my character, and the way I, I even operated it. Do you, yeah. Do you feel that that helped you to kind of assemble a little bit when you got back? Because the reason why I ask is around that age of eleven or twelve. It can be challenging for for some kids to move to a different country, yes, and, and to get used to that again. But did you find that transition challenging at that age? It was not too much because of um, the friends I had in in the same street I lived on. So my neighbors were also like my competitors with school and also in cadets as well, because we didn't go to the same cadet um, band or cadet um, school location so it, it was always like competition banter um let's have fun and at that time also we were also involved in in pan do you know do you know the, the instrument no so pan so pan is a is the is the one of the only instruments that has been invented in the 21st century worldwide and i'll maybe i'll send you i'll send you a a, a clip of what of what pan is, but is a is a professional instrument, and we used to also play that as as groups of guys in the street growing up as our neighbors as well. So we were always involved in so many different. Is that like a percussion? Yeah, percussion. It is. It is percussion. Yeah, yeah. It is percussion. It's um um twenty twenty four um notes, just like a piano, but just uh but just uh on a on a, on a oh, steel drum, like the high, like the oh steel drums. Yeah, okay. steel drums. I know steel talking. drums. Then steel drums yes. is another word. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, you know, when I hear that, actually, that really makes me feel like the Caribbean vibe. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. It is part of that. Is is it's synonymous with 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 Caribbean. Once once you hear Caribbean, you, yeah, awesome. steel drum. 
steel pan. So that's how the pan. Yeah, pan, pan, okay. P-A-N, yeah, yeah, steel pan okay. or steel drum, correct. That, that's cool. That I mean, I'm sure that gives the Caribbean that character, just like how the ukulele gives Hawaii its character. True, yeah. true, exactly. And it's, um, and it's, 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 a, it's a discipline thing, you know, everything that we did, like growing up as, as youths in, in the streets and was about like discipline and trying to improve yourself and, and betterment, but it's still enjoying what, what you're doing and, and, and having fun. Is that, is that common across all the kids growing up in Trinidad or is that more in your neighborhood? Hmm. Well, I would say, I, I, I guess a lot of these opportunities are available in many of the communities. So as if really you want to take advantage of it or, or not, and if you are, you are push to do something more positive or, or not so positive. Um, what I could say, hmm. also at that time when we returned to, to um, what should we call it, when we returned to, to Trinidad, at that time my mom and dad, they had a divorce at that time. So my mom is the one that raised us mainly. And so single parent family, you know, that, that was always around, you know, to give us like financial support, but nothing else more than, than, than that really. And seeing him like maybe once a week or something like that, you know, so. Yeah, it, it was challenged, but uh, we I always had like yeah, yeah, my neighbors and my friends my my age. I was just very fortunate to have to, to grow up in a time as that with having so many pairs at that time and that age as well, and people interested in doing things that you know, it's like positive vibration, you know, yeah. just keeping it cool, you know. Yeah, but it's it's nice to be able to grow up um, in a, a true community. A hundred percent. Each other. True. And uh, you know, parents have kids around the same age, and you kind of support each other's community. Definitely activity. so. Yeah, definitely so. And you know, we had that respect of our neighbors, parents, or you know, uh, you know. So everybody is just, you know, keeping keeping a check on everyone, keeping an eye on everyone. Um, yeah, some yeah. guys will take us to, you know, further on to, to to the park to go up to Port of Spain to play for the, the Panorama Finals, which is the, the Pan Steel Drum Professional Finals, and all that kind of stuff. So. It was always it was always, you always had support from different parents and and, and people around the around the, uh, the community. It, it, it was cool. It was cool. So, I can still play, but uh, yeah, it's, it'll take my it'll take my while to, to get back to a certain level. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been years. It's been it's been about twenty plus years. I haven't really gone into it. But, yeah. Yeah. So, so last time you you had mentioned briefly that um, there's there's quite a bit of Indian culture yes. over there, mm-hmm. and also even Chinese culture. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, I had never heard about that. I, I know that okay. Chinese people are everywhere in the world, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know that. Yeah, they had been there for generations, and that's fascinating. What what what's it like? Are those cultures? You know, is it is it a melting pot? Or are people sticking to their own neighborhoods, preserving their own culture? What what is it like? It's 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 a, it's a mixed and it's it's a mix of 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 both in a bill. Um, so the Indians originally came around like nineteen forty five, around that way into the Caribbean. This last the emancipation of slaves with um, the British colonies. So of course, um, if the slaves are emancipated, you know there's still colonies and sugar still to be produced, right? So the British reached out to the Indians and said that, okay, yeah, you want the slaves, but 
we'll be able to give you a certain rate if you produce a certain amount of sugar and such and such. So they had this big recruitment drive in, in, in Western, Western India and South India. And that's what that's how we have the Indian influence in the Caribbean and mainly Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, so half so half the population is 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 is, is Indian. Um plenty of good friends, friends and family of mine, actually, you know, um to, to, to marriage and such. So I have a lot of Indian family as well. And yeah, we yeah, we get on really nice. Um and of course the food and cuisine, music. All these cultural influences—they are part of of the mixture of it all. And and likewise, the Chinese. The same situation happened with the Chinese as well. They rejected the Chinese. They came across as endangered laborers as well. Um, and then it didn't work out too well because of different climate and and the 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 type of work. And then that's when it rejected the Indian. Um, cultures and people, and that, that's why there's this, uh, this big melting pot of everybody that's in Trinidad doing what they do, you know, um, the Chinese branch off into business early on as well, you know, having, having shops and trading and yeah. restaurants trading. and food and yeah. all these kind of things. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, if you go now, you'll, you'll see everybody, you know, just as, yeah. as together yeah. as one. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's 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 really something. It's really something. Yeah, because what what I've seen, um, you know, I lived in Singapore for seven years. Yep. And Singapore um, does a really good job in celebrating the different cultures. Like nice. they'll celebrate Diwali, they'll celebrate yep. Chinese New Year, yeah. Christmas, and then. But Singapore is a rather young country, right? Yes, and yes, yes. It's true. TNT, I would guess that the cultures have been there so long that it would mix in marriages in food mm -hmm. and it's probably true. many different ways and yeah. uh, and you know from 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 my perspective because i i know the chinese culture more and the chinese have this culture of like bloodlines you know like yeah. <laughs> marrying chinese right and yes 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 it sounds like in trinidad even they they've intermarried and uh have have new cultures from that. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent. So, and the strangest, the strange thing is that, um, or the interesting thing is that, um, um, I was working in a in a in our company in um in England, and then one day there was this guy just talking hardcore Jamaican, like all of a sudden, like because the is quiet, and all you hear is just this. Like Jamaican accent. The one everyone looks up. Yeah. Chinese guy. Yes. Yeah, and we became like such good pals on that project. You know, we were working on a project uh, for, for BP Iraq and um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was something else. But people didn't people didn't understand. Like, how could you be you look at that way, but yet you speak yeah. like this real hardcore, you know, Jamaican, Jamaican style, but he, wow. he, he lives in, um, in, in the United States, spent a lot of time in the United States, but still has his original, original roots, even though he spent many, many, many years in the United States, everything is, is Jamaican, man, you understand? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I, I, so he must have been like second or third generation Jamaican. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. parents just may have found other Chinese Jamaicans. Yeah, yeah. He's an older guy. He's a, I consider him a, a mentor of mine, you know. 
Um, he's, he's retired now, uh, out of out of out of out of and um, yeah, he's a real, real, real nice guy. Real, really, really, really nice guy. And 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 that's one thing I like about you know the Caribbean. You know, where it was like uh, or, or or just just cultures themselves. You know, people come from different places. They always have an affinity with with someone with with someone else. You know, um, and Trinidad is, is 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 like that. There are so many different cultures, and everybody just mixing together. And you know, just trying to trying to to to, to get, get along, you know. So, so you would say that anyone, like even if a Chinese person or an Indian who grew up in Trinidad, if there's someone else and someone asked them where you're from, they would definitely say Trinidad. Um, yeah. There probably wouldn't be any confusion based on how they look, right? And they're just no, you know, no, not, not at all, not at all, not at all. Even even Caucasian Caucasian people, same thing. I have some friends as well. It's the same thing. People understand how how you speak this way, you understand. And yeah, it's just like yeah, we grew up in Trinidad. This is this is home. This is our country, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is, it, it's it's um, pride is not the not the word I'm looking for, but it's like people are happy to this with their identity. And, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and yeah, and they are proud to have that 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 identity for sure. I'm I'm, I'm proud to to be to be called Trinidad um, Trinidadian, you know. Um, so sometimes you don't agree, like like with, with, with the politics as it is as it is right now, and how the country may be moving in a certain direction. But you know, you'll always be you'll always be a Trini. Um, yeah, yeah, Trini, Trini here. Exactly. You'll always be a Trini. Yeah, I guess I need some. I guess I need some 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 local songs about like Trinidadian identity and being a, a Trini and such. Is 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 funny. Is it is, is it musical? Super musical. Okay. Send some 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 clips on YouTube. You could you could check it out, Bill. <laughs> I've already I've already learned two new words: Trini and Pan. Trini and Pan, yes, two Pan, yeah, yeah, and Trini, yeah. Yeah. So when you left Trinidad again, um, that was to the UK. I'm guessing that was the UK. 2000, 2005, um, for the first time, I actually left Trinidad twice to go to the UK twice. The first time was right after my undergraduate, and I went to to the United Kingdom to do a, a master's degree, and that was in two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. And my experience was, it's it, it was it was just weird. It was not the UK was not expected. It was not. There was nothing I was expected um, to um, to be. I thought it was yeah. So. I, you know what I I've never actually been there. Like I, I certainly okay. have my expectation, you know, NCTs yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. But tell me a little bit about what was your expectation and what was reality and and how <laughs> what that what that's like. All right, let me just. Uh, I had some notes here. Just quick, quick, quick. Yeah. So the expectation was. This is a really truly advanced nation. This, this is what was always sold to us okay. you know, in the Caribbean. You don't see in the news, you don't see the news. And, you know, everything is in order. Um, politics is one thing, science is one thing, military is one thing, economy is one thing, you know, research and development is one thing. Everything separated, but still working in tangent. Everything like, yeah, advanced and advanced. there's order. Everyone knows what they want. There's direction. There's you know, it's just like any other country that is that is struggling all day, developing, develop, develop, develop a nation. Everyone is, is still trying to figure figure things out. You know, 
Uh, one thing I did I did recognize early on was um, that it's, it's also a very classist classist place. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, I felt that, and just doing some research, like in in job hunting and such, and I and I came across it. Yeah. It's a very interesting statistics on the BBC News. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll find a link and send it to you. That only about eight to nine percent of people who are like from a working class background, you know, that's that is people who, you know, parents may not be professionals. Um, only eight right. to nine yeah. percent yeah. end up in professional, professional, real professional jobs. It could be journalism or something in in science or high military or, you know, law. Yeah big accountancy firms and law firms and that is a very interesting that's statistic that's very uh, that's very yeah, low very very or, very very low very you know for, for what yeah. is being portrayed as you know inclusive and di that diversity and, and and all that and that that is that's that's the hard facts and that that's on that's undisputed from this study that came about that um you know that yeah I, I wonder if that is um you know the system mm. system that has a way of uh proactively keeping the certain class down or you know the certain class has accepted <laughs> that this is yeah. this is good enough you know or i mean you know there's always something in between that i'm just wondering true what that's like i think I we'll find that in Probably in few societies, but yeah, you're right. I would yeah. be surprised to hear that. Too. Yeah, it's 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 so they just favor, you know, a certain way of of speech or a certain or way of of behavior or attitude or cultural mm -hmm. fit yeah. for certain types of industries and certain type of professions over over some. And if you if you if you have talent yeah. or you don't come from that that type of you know look or standing, is it's, it's right. going to be more difficult for you to. To penetrate and to, and to really get a job based on merit rather than cultural fit or cultural look. Right. So meritocracy is meritocracy is, is something that I, I I've noticed early on, even as a student. You know, this is just looking at look, this looking at stats and and the way things. I've uh, noticed. Things, things I remembered on. something now. Now that you brought this up, mm -hmm. I remember when I was in Singapore. My kids went to an international school. Right. So it's the British system. Okay. And uh, their teacher was a guy, I think he was in his mid-30s. And you know, there's like this parents Facebook group, or I, I forgot it's Facebook or WhatsApp. And one of the parents said, Oh yeah, he's he's not right. Our teachers, you know, they always like to complain about teachers, right? So they complain okay. about okay. the teacher about how he the words that he uses are are not very polite. And and then one mom said, oh, because he's from this town and went to this school. So people from there typically don't, don't have, haven't achieved very high education. And I, and, oh, and I, I, I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, that's, is that how people really think, you know? Mm. So you felt a little bit of that, huh? Yeah, I, I guess noticed that. I try to like, I try to like, you know, weigh and, and, and in a way, just make an assessment of, of, of really what this society is based on, you know, where I've come from, from Canada, United States, Trinidad, and then coming to the UK, I'm always, I'm always comparing, you know, what is what, and, you know, and opportunities, where is the best place to actually live uh, as, as a professional, and, you know, just making these, these, uh, these uh, internal assessments, and this, you know, this, 
noticing noticing certain things. Um, but yeah, definitely, I'll say um, that is a a big a big observation, a big part of the observation. So, so do you felt? Um, I mean, obviously, you don't sound like you grew up in uh, London. <laughs> and um, no. <laughs> was that difficult for you to find, you know, to find a profession and to kind of move up in your career? Uh, yeah, I'll say, I'll say that. So after I studied, um, studied for a year and a half in England, I went, we went, I went back to, after, well, so my student uh, visa was expired after two years. So I went, I went back to Trinidad in 2007. And then I met, well, I met my wife in the UK. Um, well, at that time it was my wife, just my, my girlfriend. Mm. And then we had a long distance relationship. So we got married in 20, in 2009. Um, that's who, that is two years after um, I've left the UK. And then we returned to the UK in 2012. And that is where I, this is where I know I'm like, I'm not a student, I'm actually a professional from Trinidad in oil and gas, in the energy sector. Um, now it's time to actually like work in the UK, right? So it, yeah, it's, 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 it's always been a challenge. I remember for the first six months, I was like on minimum wage, just working in a hospital, just pushing trolleys around, you know, because yeah, just like taking doctor notes from one department to the next. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, you're in a new country, yeah, you have your qualifications, you have experience, but still, you know, the the conversation was well, you don't have UK experience, so that's that's the first thing I need to get. You know, no matter even I was like like yeah, I was uh, uh, contracts and procurement um, professional in, in the UK and all that gas and, and, and energy. Um, but yeah, so so so, so that was a, that was a, that was an eye opener. You know, no matter what qualification they have or what experience they have, you you'll, you more than likely you, you unless you unless you 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 um well, perhaps got a, like a transfer of a job to to the UK, then you might get an, an even salary. But I I had to start I I started from from the bottom in terms of like starting minimum wage for about six months. And then luckily, um, I got a job in BP, which is their 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 British Petroleum yeah. oil company um, for you know in the region and all that kind of stuff. And it was better, but um, yeah, it's it still was not um, ideal in in terms of yeah, in terms of remuneration as well. Come in comparison to yeah. peers, it's different, 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 different ball game. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So there's a there's a gap in pay as well. hundred percent. And this just landing that job. I mean, the recruiter that told me they said that Reynold, you did extremely well because you were one in two hundred that they picked at that time for that for this particular role. It's a it's a contractual you know contracts role uh, which is um, based in um, in London but working in in Iraq and. Um, so even with that, they said like yeah, astonishment. They you know they got a nice commission because yeah, there was a, there was just a small agency and I represented them well and such and such. But yeah, when we reach in there, then you realize that there's disparity between you know rates and all that kind of stuff and you know what you do from what you don't do and yeah, this is an interesting time. But all 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 learning and of course you know I was I was still young. This they're still you know, developing and, and um, 
yeah, just still building yeah. your, your resume, building up your experience. So for the UK, yeah, definitely. So yeah, yeah I spent yeah. about three years, three and a half years with them. All price came tumbling down. <laughs> That's from, happened multiple from a, times. Correct, from $107 a barrel and down to yeah. 28 and then yeah, they scrap, scrap the whole thing, they scrap the whole thing, so yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, Bill, definitely, definitely my experience in the UK has been very, very mixed. And, and as I, that's when I'm finding this was, you know, more refreshing at this moment in time. You know, I've been in the UK for a bit, a bit too long, eight years. I just needed a change. So Switzerland is really, has really, um, so, I've really been attached so question, to it. So question for you, is it harder to make friends with the locals in the UK or Switzerland? Well, I have much more friends in Switzerland already. Oh, really? Yeah. Local friends. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah, local. I have some so local Swiss. Sorry, not not local Swiss, but this um, local oh, okay. international guys from Germany yeah, or France or yeah, yeah. you know around the region, but not really. Right. Yeah. Except except for church, you know, yeah. the, the, those the, those cool guys in church. Um, from, well, yeah, from, church yeah, from from Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's, so, this was guys yeah. and are pretty cool. But uh, besides that, not not really. Is, is this? Yeah, you don't know who's who. That's interesting because my my wife um, in in Singapore, there's a lot of British moms as well. And okay, and she said right. she said you know it's really hard to like connect connect on a deeper level with mm. the British moms. Okay, and, and I said why is that? And then she said well I don't know. It's they seem to keep conversations on just on the surface level they're very polite yeah even a surface level yeah, yeah they keep the polite yeah, yeah, yeah. part of their brand and their, yeah. their culture you know <laughs> and and i was thinking gee that's very similar to the swiss as well you know when i talk to swiss there's they're very mm. polite you know they care yeah but um they, they don't tend to open up that much voluntarily yeah, it's, right it only goes so far it only goes so far yeah yeah so similarities between that no doubt at all no doubt and yeah I, um yeah my wife because she could testify to, to, to that as well even though we have some really decent friends in in where we lived in in england in Britain, um yeah there's still there's still some uh, some barriers that are still that, that still exists you know just between cultures and just you just had to work really work on it and and then it's fine after a while you know yeah but um well what I understand um, because there's a there's a language. It's kind of like a language comfort zone in Switzerland. You know, like if you Swiss if you speak Swiss German and you speak German, you feel more comfortable talking, right? Right. But uh, right. in the UK, everyone speaks English, right? So English, so language is not a barrier. So what what do you think causes that type of <laughs> distance? I I don't know. Is this I, if it's media? That you know, media, media, we all know that media has a lot of play considering, you know, perception of yeah. people and where people are from and their abilities or the way that they, they, they operate or move or what their culture is, you know, but in, in, in England, you know, there's, there's many different accents as well. Just within London, there's many different accents in, in North, Manchester, Birmingham. So everybody has their own, like, cultural piece that you know the yeah. i don't know i don't know that there's, there's a suspicion or but i think that i think generally everyone gets on and get along it's just i, I just i think that uh, recruitment and 
and up job opportunities and professional opportunities. This is where it is. It is there's some there are some real issues concerning, you know, talent and meritocracy. Yeah, you know what is what. You know, I this I remember working for this for this for this very big reputable company, the head of finance with a degree in, in drama. I to me to me I do, I, do, I don't understand how that works. You know, and it's 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 that's just one that's just one example of of, of such things. You know, that's that that that's you know I, I come across and some of my friends come across and yeah. We, we, um, yeah, we share the same interesting. So yeah, so so within organizations, there there's there, there's things that you you you, you question or you know, how how was that person there based on the experience. And, yeah. you know, just recently, we saw I saw another one with a, a head of um, procurement and contracts, engagement and legal, and yeah, your main profession is really human rights. I I just, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, diversity in the yeah, name of diversity. diversity, but you will never you'll never see the other way around. You know, you'll, yeah, yeah. Um, other cultures, you know, the in, Indian or, or Chinese, you know, um, people from from Africa, the Caribbean. We have to have all our qualifications, all our experience backed up. You know, years, you know, sequenced, you know, proven. You know, it, it has yeah. to be there, and unless that trail or audit is there. Well, interesting. Entry, just looking, just getting entry into the organization is going to be an issue, you know, much less getting the profession that you actually want. So, yeah, yeah so, you know, we always have to, yeah. you always have to, to have a really high, yeah. high game and high standard. I've, I've come to find that um, that's actually quite common for many mm-hmm. countries. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. Uh, not many countries like the United States where they don't really care as much about that. It's about what can you bring to the table? How can you bring value? The talent, exactly, yeah. true, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And you, you can see it in, in the, the diversity in the CEOs and the, 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 the chief um, executives lines and, and different companies representing who and who's representing my company. They really don't matter. You have the talent, you have the skills. I don't care what you look like. Hello. Yeah. I, you know, I, yeah. My, um, my 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 brother-in-law is um is, is Jamaican. Uh, he has a PhD in um in um in mathematics and, and nanotechnology and stuff. So he works he works in 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 IBM. They they don't care what 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 you look like once you bring in the goods and the value and you know you don't right. you know it total innovation man. This the sky is the limit. That's, that's you know? Yeah, that's the interesting thing because you know, in within the U.S., everybody's super sensitive and super critical of each other. Mm-hmm. Now, no one's perfect; we all have biases. Yes, but if you if you if you've been working in other countries, and then you look back, you're like, man, the U.S. Yeah. truly knows how to get talent. They truly are yep. blind to this culture. I mean, relatively to other societies, right? Yep. Like they yeah, definitely. definitely unbiased. You know, uh, yeah, it's very yeah yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very. They're very hard on them. They're very hard on themselves. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And so compared to, to other major like um, Western countries and stuff, United States, they they care more about it about the the talent rather than the cultural fit. You know. Um, yeah, I've I've been in interviews with 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 companies and the the total the the only the interview was only, was just about cultural fit. It wasn't about technical or right. You know, app, app, application. App, application or capability is just about cultural fit you know 
was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've experienced very similar things. Okay. Very interesting. Right. So, yeah, no, it's very interesting. I love this all. So what, what brought you to, so after UK? Well, yeah, in a way, it was very indirect. It was a very indirect um, way. Um, I was out of a job at, at, that, at the time um, from, from about end of November. End of November, I was just looking for, looking for, for new rules because I'm, I'm, I'm very much, my profession is very much project-based. So when a project is done, then, you're, you know, there, there's a lull until another project um, is, 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 is on as, a, as, a, as working as an independent contractor. Um, so I got this opportunity, a call in January to say that, you know, there's an opportunity in Switzerland. Um, someone will give you a call soon and, and, you know, you guys will discuss the position and such. And yeah, we had a call and it, it, it was good. And yeah, I took the opportunity because, I mean, you, you don't have a job in England. <laughs> 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 right? You don't have a yeah. job in England. Yeah. So same with me. Yeah. If, if there is an open position for a contracts engineer, contracts manager, sure, definitely let's make the move. And that's, and that's, and that's why I found myself in Switzerland. Yeah. yeah. It was and it's been it's been very positive. It's That's been very awesome. very good. Now, did you think about moving to Switzerland in the past? Did you ne think about never, it? never? Never. I always we always like to say like we like to move to Singapore, um, right. or you know, or yeah. um, the Netherlands was I had an opportunity with Netherlands all the time, but it, it didn't it didn't work out, and um, but never Switzerland. But it's it's been great. It's been great in Switzerland so yeah. far. Yeah, it's. What a blessing, right? It has. I mean, it has been. Same exact situation with me. I, I was True. looking for a job. I didn't couldn't find a job when I was even looking. The only opportunity right. I came was in Switzerland. And serious. Yeah. And never in our wildest dreams would we think about Switzerland. Like my wife has always wanted to live. I was just saying that Switzerland was like almost, that your wife, almost too good to be the, true. The, the <laughs> right. And okay. my, my wife didn't even think about it. We never we visited before. We knew how amazing the country was, but no way. We we never dared to think about moving to Switzerland. It was just almost like oh. these opportunities are just a blessing that you can't control. No, you can't control it at all because we we were looking at all different countries because I had enough of it. And we never this Switzerland never keep up on the cards, like never. And all of a sudden we, we're actually here, living here. And yeah, that's that's the totally totally God's yeah. um, de design, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's right. amazing. And 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 to, to, to be honest, we haven't been in ministry in a very long time. Ever since like back in Trinidad, like really proper. And this is the first mm -hmm. time, like true like, crossroads Basel International Church, that I find myself like yeah, wanting to be in ministry and, uh, again. It was nice. It was nice that our, our, our pastors invited us to, you know, the leadership course, five weeks of that training. It was nice. And, um, yeah, I feel like I, I actually have, a, like, a church family here. Um, for the first time in yeah. a very, very in, in, in years, in years, years, years. The last time, like, I have proper church family was back in, in Trinidad. That was, like, nine years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, it feels, it, feels, it, 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 it feels different now, so... Yeah, which is an additional plus, you know, so. Yeah, I think it's like, uh, you know, it's like after you come here, then you realize how lucky you are. You know, it's like mm. if I were to mm -hmm. pick a place in Europe, this is probably the, the best place. 
yeah it's true a family true. Like, like like no no doubt at all yeah. yeah besides 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 covid and all this kind of craziness that's going on you know <laughs> moving so moving from the uk to switzerland um was it mm -hmm. an adjustment for you was it from a english to a germanic culture or was it just like very easy to slide into this new place a new culture i think it's been extremely easy extremely easy one thing like at work you know there was no language barriers at work because um, all the guys, all the guys on site were, 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 were from Britain and from other international countries, and the, and the language on site is, um, is English, and then and then being based in Basel, you know, you know, is there's no real there's no real difficulty in terms of um, settling in and and like kind of, only like certain things that you know this you just have to get accustomed to, that you get accustomed to very 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 easily, you know. Um, they took out the garbage, um, sorting your so, sorting your yeah. glass bottles by color and all this, all, and you know all all like all like, all, like, all those things, you know, which is like standard standard regulation. Yeah. But other than other than and then like you know registering with the canton and getting an apartment, it's 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 been a very easy transition. I think it's very easy transition actually. I feel I feel the same. I feel like. On the surface, there's a lot of small rules that we have to use to, yeah. you know, like uh, like True. buying stickers for your garbage bag and yeah, yeah, or buying specific type of garbage bag. Um, True, but I think beyond that, for me, my family, it's become the easiest transition, and you know, nice. and, and we kind of transitioning from Singapore, big city, into a completely different mm -hmm. countryside, quiet place and smaller yeah smaller yeah and uh less to do right less distractions yeah, yeah. true true, true. <laughs> but i feel like it's actually easy and maybe maybe it's easy because this is kind of the way we're meant to live um at this at this stage yeah. in our life right to be more Other slow, so a simple yeah more simple more family based mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. true uh yeah so i really i really appreciate that part no i appreciate that no, like for me for me, yeah, we lived in London for about two and a half years in, in, in West Hampstead. It, it was nice for the while, but we had to get out of there because it was just too much. And then we so <laughs> so, so we, we 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 moved to uh, a more quieter place in Maidenhead, which is about 20, 20, plum, 20 minutes um, direct train. That just you know just west of London, and I was I was just so much better to be out in more in the countryside and. And just chill, but but for me, Basel is a place that you could just you could just really relax. It's not it's not hectic. It's not bustling. It's, and it's very family oriented. All the parks are designed for like family. Everything was almost everything designed for like family and, and such. And um, yeah. as a convenience, you know, it's just transportation links, walking distance between X, Y, and Z. You know, it's 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 great. It's great. Right, right. It's it's all it's almost like the Alps were even designed to be so grateful yeah this, right yeah it's <laughs> it's real it's, it's 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 really good it's really good so so what's your what's your future plans uh, if it sounds like you know if you're thinking about ministry here yeah. i i have a feeling you want to kind of put some roots down here it, it, i if i ever given, given if i'm given the opportunity yes 100 percent I would like to, I would like to put on, well, at least until, you know, our 
Plymouth is is up. I'd like to take advantage of of living here and making a contribution. Um, and that, that that could be through ministry or just you know with, with the canton and paying paying the taxes and and doing. I know it's been a good citizen, you know. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, it's going to be dependent as well on on job opportunities. I have to be I have to be honest and realistic too. You know, but definitely, uh, um, my prayer is to is to is to is to find a you know a, a comparable job as one before, but just based in based in Basel or around in in environs, and I'll be and I'll and I'll be yeah. great. That'll be great, yeah. And and that'll be great for your daughter too to grow up in. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. You know, she's speaking um, the language a little bit. You know, she's still in front with her friends. She looks forward to gymnastics and swimming and all the different activities that she does. And you know, it's it, it's 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 fun to see her grow up in in in, in this environment. So let's say we fast forward ten years from now, and you guys are still mm-hmm. living here, and someone. Mm-hmm. Ask your daughter, where are you from? What do you think she would say? She'll definitely say Switzerland. She's from <laughs> Switzerland. And, and, and yeah, I think and, and, yeah, it'll be true. It'll be true. Because if, if we've been living here for like yeah, eight, eight, eight years, 10 years, and this is all you know, yeah. Well, that would be, <laughs> that would be even funnier if she said that with like a Trini German British accent. I know, right? <laughs> but it's but but right now her accent is more British from her more mom. British from Vermont. Yeah, yeah, than okay. from me. You gotta, you gotta work see, harder. You gotta work yeah, harder. Even though, even though I I I I, um, I, I speak on um, Trini and you know try to bring up any lingo as well. Yeah, she she speaks like um she speaks like um her mom more, more British. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least <laughs> at, at least for this time. Culture. Let let her have the better food culture, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure for sure for sure for sure yeah wow wow man well that's it's great to to hear about your your whole story thank you for taking the time to share thanks. with me it's, it's really fascinating i think no i appreciate that very much bill thanks very much for having me on for sure